Hey guys, this is T, and you're listening to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix with Gar and Josh. Enjoy the show, and remember, stonks do go up. The stonks, they always be raised, and thank you, T. Um, hello, everybody, and welcome. Thank you for joining us on this. I can't even, I haven't even seen outside yet. Is it a soggy Saturday? Is it a normal Saturday? Who's to say? But it is October 28th, 2023. 8 10 a.m. sharp. This is the 160th edition of the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix podcast. It is specifically episode number 22 of season six here in the year of our Lord 2023. Um, and we appreciate everyone for joining us. Josh, I'm butchering the intro. But we appreciate people who, uh, this is the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix podcast, of course. It's going to be a long day for me. We appreciate people that uh, chat in the Discord, segment start time, sound description below, Levi, okay, we appreciate it. Josh, how are you doing? Doing great, Gar. How are you? Are you fucking Tony the Tiger, dude? Have you started your morning with some frosted flakes? Maybe frosted in cocaine? Nope, just a Belgian waffle with a... Like a tablespoon of peanut butter drizzled over the top, and then some syrup. Um, as for how Saturday's going, I do have a window right here. I can't tell you how the weather is because there is something, uh, some guy with a clown mask standing outside looking in, so I can't see past him. Does he but, have candy? Um, no, but I think he's I think he's a fan because he's holding up uh, he's holding up something. I can't really tell what it is. It looks like a sign. Might be a knife. Well, all right. We have uh, the weather report from Weather Walters. He says it's fucking cold out. So, thank you for that weather update from Walters. Um, did I already ask you how you're doing, Josh? I think I did. Yeah. Remember, I told you the tiger did. Right. That's right. Um, and so, obviously, we've already gotten together and celebrated Ash's birthday as a bigger, as a larger community. But uh, that that day is actually today for the little one. Uh, what exactly were the plans again? For I heard them earlier, but for the people listening, uh, what, what are we gonna do to make this two year old's day special? Well, we woke up this morning and we introduced him to uh, presents, and uh, so he got his new he got his presents. So uh, that was a that was a good time. And then uh, we had, like I said, uh, Belgian waffles, not the homemade ones. We got the the ones from Target in the box, just toss in the oven, make it a little bit easier on us this morning. Um, and then after this, we're gonna go get him registered for uh, boot camp. Oh, dude. A little easy breezy cover girl with the waffles and then send him off to wait boot camp or like a military school or like yeah boarding school oh nice dude just be like wow. now we're gonna go to like an indoor play place uh designed for like toddlers and stuff so i'm sure that he'll have um a little bit of fun and i'll be kicked out after 25 minutes because i'll be trying to go down the slide designed for three-year-olds God, I'm trying to remember. There were a couple indoor play places that I absolutely loved as kids. They're probably a little bit older than toddlers, but I don't remember where they were. I think one of them was like the Eagle's Nest yep, in that like was one. New Brighton or somewhere like that. Discovery um, Zone? I, I'm not familiar with Discovery Zone, I don't think. There was another one, though. It was like, I don't know. I think I only went once or twice. I think it was downtown. The ranch took us. I don't remember. I won't sit here and speculate, but there was another one that I feel like I remember had like arcade games. I don't know. I don't know. It was like circus themed, but it doesn't matter. I definitely, Grandpa Grandpa Johnson took me to the Eagle's Nest about a hundred times. I was a celebrity there, it felt like. so. Uh, but that sounds like a great day to spend as a two-year-old, Josh. Um, yeah, there's also uh, Dirty Ricky's trailer. Dirty Ricky's trailer? 
That's where I always got sent. Okay. Okay. Yeah, um, they had a sticky or they had a pokey couch, which was like uh you know, one of those just cushioned couches with uh pokies, so like little needles sticking out. Wow, that's so it's like an acupuncture type thing. Yeah, yeah. Nice, dude. It's gotta start him young. Um, are we ready to start the show, Josh? Are we ready to get into yeah. it? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Josh, you're bringing the energy. It's going to be a long day for me, so you need to bring it, because I cannot. I don't even know where I am right now. Yeah, if you need to tag team at Jesse's wedding, just holler. <laughs> Do you want me to fucking just uh, just tag you in at some point during the ceremony? But actually, guys, I need to take a quick breather. I need to take a piss. Maybe grab a smoke. Josh, you're going to come do this part of the ceremony? That's what we're Pull out an oxygen mask and sit down. <laughs> to like to pull the linval dude i'm gonna need the shades though all right we can, we can get into the show no walters you can't well i did I actually did have a plus one funny enough but uh that person is uh gone um let's get into the start sits here josh uh but walters no you cannot be my plus one it is five minutes into the show we're writing that down for the segment start times because that's what al loves um josh looks like we did pitiful last week across the board including walters yeah, we uh, did. Uh, you and I went 0 for 5. Uh, Walters went 1 for 5. Walters! Uh, difference in our scores. Uh, you were negative 41.4 from the top scores. I was negative 31.45, and Walters was negative 17.7, uh, bringing our yearly totals from uh, up to 12 out of 30 uh, for you with a minus 48.2 differential. I'm 9 out of 30 with a minus 65.55 differential, and Walters is 1 out of 5. Um, with a negative 17.7 differential. I did mention uh, pre-pod that I would be changing the scoring system since we have changed up the way we make our picks. And so since we are taking three players out of um, each position instead of just two and then uh, multiple people flex, um, if you get the middle scoring person, that is going to be a wash. So it's a zero zero score if you get the lowest scoring person it'll be subtracted from the wash score and if you get the highest scoring it'll be added from the wash score so a little bit different uh setup instead of doing like the if you pick the middle one you get negative points based on how the difference from the most the highest scoring all right you're the boss boss um who do we got first and this week starts it then yeah, so going uh, first, we're going to go with QBs. Uh, these, some of them were on Narfles, some of them were not. Uh, but the QBs, I think I just kind of picked and choosed. Uh, we've got Dak Prescott versus the Los Angeles Rams, Russell Wilson versus Kansas City, and Mac and Cheese Attacky at Miami. All right, so Dak, he's coming off a bye, so that's something to note. He's currently QB 20, but again, he's already had his bye. His best week was his last week, week six at the Chargers. He put up about 25 fantasy points in normal QB standards. He had 40 rushing yards and a touchdown, which certainly helped his numbers just a little bit. That was his best rushing day of the year by far. Also his best passing day of the year in yardage. Um, so, but he's playing the Rams this week. Russell Wilson, he started the season pretty hot. His worst two weeks have been the last two weeks. He's playing KC again. Last time he played KC, it was at KC, but he only put up seven fantasy points. So I don't know if I necessarily want to rock with Wilson, Wilson, Wilson this week. And then we've got, 
we've got Mac Jones, who he his second best week it was last week at Buff or in, uh, versus Buffalo at home. This week he's going down to Miami. Uh, the Patriots have a long history of stinking at Miami under the Belichick reign. Uh, Mac Jones maybe is the person to disrupt that a bit. I don't know what the what the tiv was last year, but that how that's how it was for a long time. Even Jay Cutler, I believe, beat the Patriots down in Miami when he was uh, the Dolphins quarterback. So. If I have to pick between the three, um, I'm going to take Dak um, versus Los Angeles. They're in Dallas. Dak's coming off the bye. I'm going to rock with Dak. All right. So the the goal of picking three from three players is so we'd have some differentiation. And I'd like to go on record and say we don't right now. I'm going to go with <laughs> Dak as well. All right. Walters, I noticed he's being way, way less bullish in the chat this week. Walters, you're not picking between Dak, Russ, or Mac. That's kind of uh, well. He sent all his you. picks at the end of last time. So. Oh, that that is okay. true. Dang that. it! <laughs> all right. So all three of us take Dak. We have great content so far. Josh, all right. Let's... So zero for one so far. I'm guessing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's go ahead and Josh. Let's start arguing about running backs. You've got some hometown names here, and then another guy I know you love. So it's basically two two of Josh's guys versus one of not even a guy I wanted to be our starting running back but we have Aaron Jones running back for the Green Bay Packers playing versus Minnesota we have his opponent Alexander Madison running back for the Minnesota Vikings playing versus Green Bay or is neither of them at each other is that a neutral site game and then we have Damian Pierce running back for the Houston Texans playing at Carolina um, Josh are you going with the, the hometown hero which is Madison are you going with your heart's hometown hero which is Jones or are you going with your fantasy hero from last year Damian Pierce well Gar um, I did have it set up as a neutral site game because we all saw how Detroit flocked to Green Bay I'm sure Minnesota is going to be the same it'll be a sea of purple and green in Lambeau this week because Packers fans are losing faith fast um, that being said, um, I still I think Al pointed out yesterday that Madison's averaging four yards a carry, which is only 0.4 less than Dalvin Cook, but he's only averaging like 50 yards a game um, with only 10, 11, 12 carries per game. Uh, so it's not like he's, you know, he's he's getting four yards per carry on what he gets, but they're not trusting him to do a whole, mu- whole much more. And I think his longest run of the year was last week, the first run of the game for like 15, 20 yards. Um Still hasn't found the end zone. Aaron Jones, on the other hand, has that hamstring issue that's been lingering for quite some time. We know hamstrings can be tricky, but he did have a solid performance last week in which he received the ball a few times. He got a few yards. Uh, I think he got a double-digit half-point PPR score. Um, I'm going to go with Damian Pierce. Okay. For what it's worth, Madison does have two receiving touchdowns, just for you know, for the record. Um, this one is tougher for me. I mean, Aaron Jones, Matt LaFleur came out this week and said Aaron Jones is nowhere near, nowhere near 100%. Don't get it twisted. Aaron himself came out and then said he feels the best he's felt since week one of that, and that hamstring tweak. So, I mean, it's like, okay, the guy's not 100%, but he feels the best he's felt. What does that really mean? It doesn't sound like someone I necessarily want to touch. Last week, he only had a 36% snap share. He had eight attempts. He did have five targets and three receptions, but it's just like... I don't know, dude. Even though, I mean, the whole team did look bad at Denver, to be fair. So I don't think that's necessarily a reflection of just Jones. Looking at Madison, um, he did have one of his lowest snap shares of the year, just 53%. 
both Ty Chandler and Cam Akers were creeping in on that. Even though he was efficient, he did only have eight carries. Three receptions for two targets. And then Damian Pierce, he's coming off the bye. Only a 33% snap share. His lowest of the year going into the bye, though. Devin Singletary um, was eating into that. Someone else must have been, because I doubt Devin Singletary had a 67% snap share. But I'm not looking into that right now. Um, But it's interesting to see if, uh, if he does any better off the bye. That said, choosing between the three... I'll have to go Alexander Madison just because I think he has the highest floor. If I'm picking between these three, I'm trying to play it safe. I'm going with Madison. And Walters is going with Aaron Jones. So all three of us pick someone different this time. Go team. There we go. Now we're talking. Now we can score some points on each other. Yep. Moving on to the wide receivers, we've got a few names that I saw next to each other in the rankings. Uh, So I only sorted by ranking. I didn't do points per game. So this could be a disaster. Um, Christian Kirk at Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh defense has been a little bit, uh, or they've been slacking a little bit in the pass coverage from what I understand. I believe they have someone named Patrick Peterson who's doing just absolute trash. Um, Nico Collins at Carolina. Uh, He's got that rookie QB, CJ Stroud. Carolina's defense has been uh, playing quite well, though. Um, And then Michael Pittman versus New Orleans. Michael Pittman last week was a little uh, flustered with his usage um, against the Browns. Uh, So we'll see if he gets his target share. Gar, who you got? Um, I mean, Christian Kirk has certainly been the most consistent. Week one was low, but since then he's had, in half-point PPR, he's had double-digit points every single week, so he should have a floor of 10 to 12 points minimum. Could get you as high as 16. He hasn't gotten higher than 17 all week or all year in half-point PPR. and full-point PPR, he's certainly surpassed that a couple times. Um, so Christian Kirk has the safest floor, definitely. Nico Collins has been a little hit and miss. Started the season hot, then he went cold for a game, then he got really hot, then he went cold again. Again, and he's coming off a bye, so you know I, I like players coming off buys. Generally, they tend to do a little bit better. So Nico could have a good week. Michael Pittman did only have five targets last week, um, tied for his lowest of the season. Only two receptions, his second lowest of the season. Still put up 83 yards in a tud. I believe one of them was a large breakaway play. He still put up 15 fantasy points. And I do see Gardner Minshew coming back to Michael Pittman more um, this upcoming week. He will be probably. I don't know if. Is Marshawn Lattimore still the guy in New Orleans? He's still their best corner? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he's the type to cover someone all game or not, but that's certainly a matchup to watch if that's the case. Um, so for me, Nico Collins is out just because he's the most inconsistent of these three, but I do think he m- might have the highest ceiling. I'll go ahead and pick Michael Pippen. Wow. Yep. Josh, you got listening to everything that you said. I think that all three of them are actually solid choices. Um, as far as you know, if you have them on your roster, if you have all three on your roster, you know, you might be able to throw them all in one in the flex. Um, I'm gonna go with uh Christian Kirk based on the consistency. Oh, great, Walter's <laughs> pick Kirk. I'm gonna go with Collins. <laughs> oh, just, just like I went that. with Kirk. Walters tainted it. All right, Josh, we move on to the tight end position again. It feels like it more increasing more year over year. Just the absolute worst fantasy position we have. If only someone would have the vision and the uh, the intelligence to get rid of it as a fantasy position, or at least you know roll it into another position. Anyways, we're talking about Dalton Schultz. He was a former Cowboy, now with the Houston Texans. All he had to do was go across the state. Um, Dalton Schultz, tight end for the Houston Texans, playing at. Carolina 
We have his replacement, tight end Jake Ferguson, for the Dallas Cowboys playing versus the Rams. And then his opponent, we have Tyler Higby. I happen to know Tyler Higby, the um, tight end for the Rams, will be playing at Dallas. So, Josh, I won't let you fail me yet again. Um, but those are the three options, Josh. We have Dalton Schultz, Jake Ferguson, and Tyler Higby. Who would you have in your tight end slot this week? I'm going to go with uh, um, the one whose hips do not lie. I'm going to go with Ferguson um, because I have him in my lineup and I'm hoping he scores points. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll give a little bit more analysis, tail on the tape. Uh, Tyler Higby, he's automatically eliminated. He's tight end 21. <laughs> that's, that's Shakira. Um, that is correct. Um Tyler Higby, he had some for some reason he got a contract this year. I don't know. That guy stinks from a fantasy perspective. He has like a ninety percent snap share, and last week he got three targets, one catch for seven yards. So he's out. Jake Ferguson, he has had a couple good weeks where he's had he's actually had three weeks with seven targets. Only one of them he was have able to have all seven receptions though. Last week before thereby, um, they had one target and one reception for fifteen yards. So by default, I'll be going with Dalton Schultz. He is also coming off a bye. In his last two weeks pre-buy, he had 10, seven, 10 targets and 7 targets, um, which he came down with 7 receptions and 4 receptions respectively. 65 yards and 61 yards and a touchdown in each of those contests. Dalton Schultz is the obvious choice, and I'll be rocking with Dalton Schultz. Not even Walters can taint the production that Schultz will have this weekend. Josh, what do we got next? Next for the flex spot, we've got uh, three players. Um, one of them, Josh Palmer versus Chicago. Juicy matchup there. But Wide he's receiver the for the Chargers. Yep, he's not the first or second choice in, in that lineup. Um, next, we've got Tyler Lockett, a wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks, going up against a stout Cleveland defense who just gave up 37, 38 points to uh, Indy. And then lastly, we have Brian Robinson, bulletproof Bry, as he's called on the streets, versus Philadelphia. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, Josh, to your to your first point, going back to Josh Palmer, I'm pretty sure he is the second choice at this point since uh, since Mike Williams between, went down. Between Eckler and... I mean, Eckler's a running back. Yeah, but, I mean, we're not talking... Who cares about that? We're talking targets. I mean, he... Okay, but he has a 98% snap share. He had seven targets last week. Now you're going to make me look up how many fucking targets Eckler had last week. God fucking damn it. Um, Eckler did have uh, only two targets last week, Josh, to Josh Palmer's seven. So... Uh, Josh Palmer is on the field all the time. The last two weeks, um, he's had a 97 to 98% snap share. So Josh Palmer's juicier than people might think. Last week, he did have five receptions for 133 yards, did not get in the end zone. Tyler Lockett has kind of always been that hit-and-miss fantasy player. Looks like his snap share has been going down since the season started. Jackson Smith and Jigba either making a name for himself or they're just rotating their receivers a bit more. It looks like Tyler Lockett has been questionable the last couple weeks, but Tyler Lockett has always got that 40 point game potential so i think people like to start him because you just never know when he's going to have that tyler lockett type game he seems to have one or two a year guaranteed so i wouldn't be afraid to have him in my lineup just knowing there's that huge boom potential and bulletproof bry's just been kind of steady he started the season really hot he's been a lot cooler since then his snap share has been pretty much 40 to 50 percent all year um last week he only had eight uh, attempts for 23 yards but he did get in the end zone he's been in the end zone four times this year so we know he has um, some potential there for touchdowns. He also has two receiving touchdowns on the year. So I believe between these three, he definitely has the most touchdowns on the year by far. So 
a little bit touchdown dependent, but he has proved reliable in that category. That being said, Josh, I'm going to rock with Joshua Palmer this week between these three. Again, he's on the field 100, almost 100% of the time. Um, he has had no less than five targets, even when Mike Williams is around. Last week, he kind of had a, a breakout game with 133 yards. He's playing the Chicago defense. Chicago stinks. I'm rocking with Josh Palmer. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Palmer as well because you made a very valid point. Um, Palmer, Palmer is going up against uh, Chicago, and Chicago stinks. Um, it's also safe to say that his first name is one of the best in the world, so I'm going to yeah, just have to rock with the first name guy. Yeah. For what it's worth for the people listening, I know I, I don't always break it down like this, um, but I think Brian Robinson has the safest floor, um, and I think Tyler Lockett has the highest ceiling out of these three. So if that impacts how you start your fantasy lineups, Lockett, highest ceiling, uh, Brian Robinson, highest floor, but Palmer, I think, will probably be, has, has the best chance to be that tried and true steady middle player. So, um, And then I do have one bonus one. I was playing a little bit of Rocket League with... Uh, Al and Mr. Sauce, or I guess, sorry, this year they're X and S. Uh, I was playing Rocket League with X and S uh, last night, and I was asking them if they had any start sets, and this one came from Al. He's in a bit of a depressing situation that he has to choose between these three, but Al was asking uh, for a running back slot, would you rather play Jamal Williams, running back for the Saints, playing at Indy? A.J. Dillon, running back for the Green Bay Packers, of course, playing at home versus Minnesota. And then Tyler Algier, running back for the Atlanta Falcons, playing at Tennessee. Josh, if you had to pick between one of those backup running backs, who would you pick and why? I would say, yeah, I'd I'd have to go with what Walter said with Dillon just because of the injury concern with Jones. Um, If he wants an order, I'd go Dillon Algier, then Jamal. Uh, but that is, you know, yeah, that's a disappointing situation. Sorry, X or S. Yeah. Um, yeah, especially because I don't believe Alvin Kamara is banged up at all. It says he's been a full participant in practice. He d- d- Looking on um, Sleeper here, he doesn't seem to have even a designation. Um, I mean, this is supposed to be Aaron Jones' best week as well, though. And then also Tyler Algier maybe only has as much production because B. John Robinson had the Percy Harvin headaches last week. I would prefer none of them. I think I would lean Algier just because he seems to have had a role no matter what this year. Um, if I were to order them, I'd go Algier, Dylan, and Jamal. Jamal only had 20, 22% snap share last week, five attempts for 14 yards, extremely inefficient. Jamal is not the guy he was last year at all, which is very disappointing. I'm sure he wanted to go to the Saints to play a bit more, but he got a little bit banged up as well, unfortunately. But I'll rock with Algier just to keep it spicy, and we're not scoring that one. But there you go, Al. Both Josh and Walters take Dylan. I take Algier, and it doesn't really matter. Um, let's move on, Josh, now to our FanDuel Bust of the Week, a segment we don't track our performance in at all, and that's a good thing because we would be bad at it if we were to track this week to week. Um, who's a bust for you this week in the FanDuel pod playing long that Carmel Bear is currently winning, Josh? Well, it's got to be the guy that I actually paid, spent money on last week, and he was a bust. Um, so this may just be more spiked out of anything, but Cooper Cup for 9,100 is going to be a bust this week. Uh, book it. All right. I'm going with uh, Jamar Chase. Um, I forget. Why didn't I write down who they were playing? I almost always do that. But um, now, now I have to look because it's going to bother me. Jamar Chase is playing. I think that was a... football. 
They're playing San Francisco. That's what it was. And so my thought process was for 85 Hunch, San Francisco, they probably felt pretty embarrassed last week. I imagine, I don't know the name of their defensive coordinator anymore off the top of my head because D'Amico Ryan's just left there, right? So I don't know who their person is these days, but I'm figuring they're like, you know what? We are not going to get embarrassed two weeks in a row. Okay, we let fucking Addison do that on us. We are shutting down Jamar Chase this week. So I'm thinking it's a bit of a revenge game for the 49ers defense. So Jamar Chase, um, he always gets more, I think, tout in the offseason than he deserves I mean he did have that one 40 point week this year but other than that I mean he has not been overly crazy at receiver Um, I think he'll bust this week so I'm taking Jamar Chase out of my lineup in the fan duel Moving on to the weekly preview here, Josh. we got just a couple more minutes. We can sit here and discuss the games. Of course, we will have the border battle, border battle this week. That's a game you and I are probably looking forward to the least um, relative to all the all the years leading up to it because you guys are now being led by Jordan Love. And for me, the Vikings are just starting to stink a lot. Um, I'm not... Uh, Walters, I haven't forgotten about your question. Your question will come up here in just a second from the beginning of the show. Um, he's, he has Tyreek Hill bust. But, Josh, uh, before we get into Walter's question, of course, again, we'll be looking forward to the border battle in Lambeau. Um, any other games you're looking forward to this week or any storylines you're interested in watching heading into week eight? Not necessarily. Uh, that's kind of the big one is the border battle, the the, the poop, poop bowl. Okay. Um, what do you feel about, so Al mentioned it earlier in the in the Discord, I believe, but this is, we're randomly having a week in the middle, I don't know, maybe this has been a more common thing than I realized, but we're randomly having a no teams are on by this week eight for some reason, and then, because you know, buys, you, once they start week four, week five, they usually, at least you have at least two teams on a buy through week 14 or whatever it is, but they're, they're having this week eight with zero buys, I believe. Um, how do you feel about that from a, both a real football perspective, a fantasy fantasy perspective you think that's weird do you not care at all um i think it's weird um at the same time i that i mean with when they added that game in there they probably figured one game one week in the middle of the season is going to be like that um but yeah i think it's weird for i were like al said nine noon games and then four afternoon games kind of kind of silly um they should just you know stagger it just have have a game start at 8 30 9 30 10 30 11 30 just make it really fun sure um for storylines of the week for me um houston carolina planks that cj stroud and bryce young going at it the first and second overall pick of course uh, we've seen the season unfold so far cj stroud is on the better team i think overall which is surprising to people but i just think that's a reflection of D'Amico ryan's being a better coach than frank reich no offense to frank reich um i'm excited to see um what gardner Minshew can do against new orleans you know we we had famously shaded uh and faded mr Minshew having to play cleveland Brown and New Orleans defenses before their buy. We were saying sell Gardner Minshew. Uh, then he goes up and he absolutely torches the Cleveland Browns last week. So I'll be interested to see if he can do the same against New Orleans. Uh, moving on to the New England-Miami game. We already talked about how that one will be interesting being in Miami. Does the does Mac Jones keep rolling like they did last week or does Mike McDaniels just embarrass them? Um, and uh, We'll bring it up Walter's question here. Question for the pod. Will Tyreek Hill, will Tyreek Hill repeat like last week or will he be shut down against the Patriots for a second time this season. Josh, for you, for those who don't know, Tyreek Hill last week, he only had uh, 
only had 15 targets for 11 receptions, 80 no, yards. No, you said and last time versus New England. Oh, I see. He had nine targets for five receptions and a touchdown. It was his second lowest week of the year with 12 and a half points and half point PPR, his worst week coming two weeks later at Buffalo. Um, so I did misread that, Josh. Thank you for correcting me. So last time he played the Patriots, again, five targets, uh, or no, excuse me, nine targets for five receptions, 40 yards, and a touchdown. Oh. Garlic, you were right. Never mind. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, last um, week he had 11 receptions for 88 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he had 20 fantasy points last week. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say that, he, you know, if his second lowest scoring week was against the Patriots last time they played, um, if Mike McDaniel is the genius that people say he is, um, he's going to try and scheme to get him the ball a little bit more efficiently, a little bit more frequently, um, because that's, you know, that's their playmaker. Um, and so, yeah. He's not going to stink because I'm playing garlic and I have Tyreek Hill. <laughs> I mean, that is an interesting uh, little wrinkle for sure. Um, but I think, you know, the argument you were trying to make is better. We've like That's been the thing for New England for a long time, right? We're going to take away your best player. We're going to take them out of the game. Last time they played New England, only 40 receiving yards. I mean, he still got in the end zone, but that's kind of tough. I don't think Tyreek Hill will bust, but we will see. Um, I think he does have the advantage of being in Miami, changing things up a bit for the vibes. Last question from Walters here, Josh, and then we will leave. He asks, which, uh, this is a fun, for the border battle, this is a fun little question here. Which QB will have a better fantasy output? Um, the game is, of course, in Lambeau. Cousins might be the early favorite, but Jordan Love does have that, that home field advantage, similar to how I was talking about the 49ers just a moment ago. I'm sure the Green Bay Packers are coming out of their last game uh, versus Denver, and they're probably feeling a little bit embarrassed. Right now, looking at it, um, what league am I in right now? I'm in the Deflate These Balls League. It looks like um, Jordan Love is actually projected to outscore Kirk Cousins by just half a point, but he's still projected higher at the moment in sleeper for whatever reason. Who do you think will have the better for fantasy day, Josh? Uh, Kirk Cousins or Jordan Love? Uh, Kirk Cousins, uh, just because the secondary for Green Bay is a little bit banged up. And by a little bit, I mean all banged up. And by all, I mean everybody. Um, and yeah, I just think that uh, Kirk Cousins. Does that include that whiny little bitch, Jair Alexander? Because I am sick of hearing that guy yap his mouth. Is he banged up? I didn't know he was yapping his mouth, but yeah, he is banged up. He has, oh. He's had. He's, he's been injured a, with a back injury all season. He's always yapping his mouth, dude. That guy talks a lot of trash. Um, but I, I agree with you, Josh. I think Kirk Cousins will have the higher fantasy day, and it won't. I Well, I, I, I guess it depends it on. It be close. I was just going to say, if I could fucking finish. It depends on how much Jordan Love's running around, for sure. Um, if that guy gets out of the pocket, if we do not contain him, um, it could be a much closer fantasy game. But if it's just going passing to passing it's obviously going to be cousins um all right josh you ready to get the hell out of here is there anything else you want to say um obviously today will be jesse's wedding day jesse never listens to the podcast and you'll be able to see him in person later so there's really no reason for you to divulge anything you won't say to his face but is there anything you want to say uh any advice you, you want me to carry to jesse you had your wedding day oh six years ago around this time uh anything i should be doing for jesse today anything i should be saying to jesse to let him be at ease on his wedding day as a, as a fellow married man, um, or, uh, you know, just, just let him enjoy the day. Just, yeah, just let him enjoy the day. Things are going to go wrong. Um, but they, when things go wrong, just kind of brush off because who cares? Um, everybody knows that it's never going to be a perfect day. Um, but, uh, just as long as they have fun and don't stress about those little things. Um, that being said, as a married man, um, good luck.
Did you get him a card instead of like a congratulations on your wedding, like a sorry for your loss, a sympathy card? Is that what you and Nikita are getting him or what? Yep, I did forget the hot dog thing, so I do feel bad about that. Um, that is completely on me. Um, it was your idea. But I know, but you know, I, I'm I'm more of a dreamer and not a uh, not a doer. Do you wanna do you wanna put your name on mine? I'll I'll send you a screenshot of what mine is. You can you you we could just say we got it together if you want, or you could throw me twenty bucks if you really want to, because my my thing was forty bucks. But nah, it's fine. You 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 take all the glory. I'll take all the blame. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, there's still time. I'm sure you could swing by a Target and just get those like really cheap like uh, bonfire weenie roasters if you wanted to. Uh, but we will get the hell out of here, Josh. I have to pull up this folder yet again. We're gonna play the outro song now. Josh, go ahead and say go Packers. Walters, thank you so much for listening. Um, whoa, sorry, he's got a question here. Did you get him the game over wedding card? <laughs> no. Uh, we'll go ahead and say goodbye to everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We love you and bye bye. Bye. Josh didn't even say go pack Oh, dang it. Walter's assuming you want the classic playing video games this morning. I won't have a lot of time, um, so I'm going to have to shower. But I might be able to. I could play for maybe a half an hour. Oh, you were not going? Okay. You're not going home? Gotcha. Uh, whatever that means. You must not be home right now. Maybe you already told me what you're doing this Saturday morning, but I'm not listening. Oh, shoot. Oh, you're not home. That's what you're trying to say. I'm not going. But you meant to say home. All right. Ugh. Today's going to be a long day, boys. If you see me later, I will have bags under my eyes. There will be designer bags. There will be Gucci bags under my eyes, but there will be bags nonetheless. Oh, fuck. All right. Thank you uh, for listening, everyone. Love you. Bye. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and pull up Fandle so I can uh, look and see who my bust of the week is going to be. Fandle.